All right, now it's time for what you guys are waiting for, our amazing panel. But before we get to our panel, I'm gonna invite up our amazing moderator, somebody who I not only look up to and respect so very much, the incredible Ginger Downs. Our first panelist is the most famous and loved man in Chicago real estate, Tommy Choi from Keller Williams, Chicago Lincoln Park. Next, we have one of Chicago's top agents for many years running, Carrie McCormick from At Properties. <laughs> Last but not least, this bearded man, my good buddy, top producer, Greg Pekarski from Vesta Preferred LLC. I will hand the mic off to Ginger and get off the stage. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Mo. Um, I just got to say, we've been holding YPN breakfast for how long now, Jess? How long? Long time. How many of you were on the original YPN board? Raise your hand if you were on the original. Look around the room. These are people who kicked it off with the car staff and look where we are today. How many of you have served on a YPN board? Raise your hand. Oh, there's our president in the back corner and many of you. A lot of you have been there. For those that haven't served on that board or on another uh, committee of car, I hope you get involved. It would really be fabulous to see all of you get involved with something that we do there. And um, before I introduce the top producer panel, who are quite incredible, and wait till I tell you all the juicy tidbits I've learned about them here, um, I just want to take a moment of privilege to say thank you for allowing me to have been your CEO for the past 12 and a half years. I'm sure you all know I am retiring uh, at the end of April. I'm moving to sunny Southern California. Yeah, and uh, the new CEO has been hired. Her name is Michelle Mills Clement. She is also a YPN. Uh, one of the most incredible uh, young women I've ever met. I've met her once. She is exciting, and I think she's going to be uh, an amazing CEO for the association. Thank you to Rebecca, to Tommy, to the team that uh, hired this gal. I think she's fabulous. So I look forward to meeting her uh, in the month of May. I'm sure she'll be out and about at our member outreach meeting. But as I said, thank you for allowing me to have served. It's been real a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. So thank you. Okay, so let me introduce our panel. I am going to start with Carrie McCormick. Uh, she is a leader in the luxury and development market. Now, this is a lie. I know it's a lie. She has more than 19 years of real estate sales expertise. How many of you agree with me this is a lie? She's only, only 27. Okay, but prior to, prior to joining our property, she served as a national sales manager for one of Chicago's largest development companies, Centrum Properties. And before her real estate career, she worked in advertising, where she managed many high-level corporate accounts, supervised staff, oversaw creative, and cultivated new business. Let's welcome Carrie McCormick. All right, who's next? Ah, oh, Greg Pekarski, the man in the beard. I love Greg. I love me some Greg. Uh, Greg's, Greg's entrepreneurial spirit is rooted in his family immigration from Russia in 1985. They settled in Detroit, where he became, uh, where he dreamed of a career as a veterinary medicine. You know, that's pretty cool. I, I wanted to do that, but I I'm can't. Making it. I can't give shots, so that was out. Okay, but in his junior year in college, he decided that business and not medicine was his calling, and a position at a Chicago real estate company fit the bill for him. Today, Greg owns Vesta Preferred LLC, which targets Chicago's robust rental market. 
He's also been very active with the Chicago Association of Realtors, where he created a mentoring program for YPN and helped develop a leasing course for agents. Please welcome Mr. Drake. And he just became a father. Yes. That's right, he did. No sleep for the wicked. Yeah. Tommy Choi, he co-founded Weinberg, excuse me, Weinberg uh, Choi Realty in 2007, and his vast knowledge of the city comes from growing up in Chicago's neighborhoods. Uh, currently, Tommy is the president-elect of our board of directors at CAR, and he is the vice chairman of NAR's Young Professional Network Advisory Board. He's an ambassador for the Chicago Community Trust on the Table program, and he's also on the Academy for Global Citizenship Development Board, and he's actively involved with the Asian Real Estate Association of America and the Women's Council of Realtors, which awarded him the Entrepreneur of the Year uh, in uh, award in 2013. Previously, he was the chairman of our YPN uh, board, and he is the former associate board VIP of Chicago Gateway Green. He also has founded Fluxus Dinner Series. What is that, Tommy? You know, you can just say Google next time, and it'll probably be easier. <laughs> All right. It's a monthly event that brings together influences in Chicago. He has invited me, so obviously my influence has drastically gone downhill <laughs> to make the city a better place. So let's welcome Tommy. So I'm going to ask these guys some questions, and then uh, when we're done, we'll take some questions from all of you if you have anything. So let's kick it off, and I'm going to start with Carrie, I think. Carrie, what's the best advice for getting off the ground your first year? Fantastic question, and as I was talking to you at the table, when I started in this business, honestly, I had a beeper. I had a beeper. I faxed stuff. All of the MLS was in a book. So it was tough. So now, obviously, is a better time, a greater time to start in real estate. We have so many resources. But really, the main thing is to surround yourself with professionals. We've got a great group here. We all belong to different groups. And really, just surround yourself with great people and learn from them. Also, joining network groups like this. You know, joining groups, joining a wine club, a book club, something in your community so that you can connect with people. I think as Kevin mentioned at the beginning, relationships will never go away in our industry. There's technology, there's so much that everyone is you know, busy with, but really that human connection, that relationship with people, it will never go away. So foster those relationships. That's great. Greg, what's yeah, your best is, advice? No, so this is a fantastic question. Um, you know, we've been, we've been essentially training for success for the last uh, 10 years at Vesta. And I'd say the, the, uh, the thing that really gets uh, people the most successful is you, you have to see your first year as a habit building situation so the, the first six months I would say is the make or break time for a lot of people most people don't last after six months of being in the business and it's because they don't build the right habits for success so basically the way that I see it is real estate is a contact sport so you have to have the most contacts you have to get as many people as possible into your sphere you have to grab those people you have to be able to follow up with them with appropriate CRMs or whatever you use that's going to remind you to be in touch with people on a regular basis. Um, and, you know, it, it's real estate is essentially, it's, it's, it's a simple formula. It's um, how many people can you touch at any given point in time and spread your, uh, um, you know, message that you are in real estate because the more people that know about you, the more people that remember you, you're either the one number one or number two spot in their head for real estate, 
they're going to uh, call you when they um, are looking for real estate and even more so important their referrals and anybody that's that's looking so essentially just build that build that habit um, and um, spread that word great thank you and Tommy your advice uh, Wow I love all that you know, before um, I say that on behalf of uh, the three of us here we're so grateful to be a part of this so thank you for having us thank you for coming in uh, and uh, and, and learning and sharing with us as well. So I'm gonna rephrase that question to if I could, uh, you know, if there's like a DeLorean parked out here and I can go uh, back to 2006 and tell my younger version um, sort of some advice, I, I would say this. Two things, and number one, most importantly, for all of you, whether you are new or uh, recreating yourself or whatnot, the biggest thing you can do is be super intentional and purposeful on who you choose to surround yourself with, okay? That's the most important thing, meaning this. The people you surround yourself with are not pushing you to raise your standards and raise your bar. You need to find other people, right? It's cliche to say that you are the, the sum or the average of the five people you spend the most time with. It's true though, right? That's what the YPN was for me professionally, right? Being able to share our journeys and struggles and understand that we have the same struggles, right? And come up together. You need to have an environment, not just in business, but in personal life, right? People that are not just telling you the things you wanna hear, but giving you that feedback and giving you those opportunities to grow and be better, right? That's what I mean by saying pushing and raising your standards of your bar. And if that's not happening, you need to find new people because that's what's gonna really uplift you. And that's what's gonna really push you to that next level, right? And the second thing I tell myself is um, really invest in a coach. That's so important. And, and that could mean, right, paying someone to, to hold you accountable to that, or maybe it's aligning yourself if you don't have a financial uh, investment, uh, to, or the finances to make that investment, aligning yourself with someone, right? Someone that's, uh, you know, uh, an industry leader, someone in your office that's, you know, uh, not just doing well, but also a mentor and a coach, right? Because you think about it, I always equate it like this, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, and clearly I'm not an expert at that topic, uh, a little chubby guy, but, um, right? Think about it, if you want to lose 10 pounds, you can do so many different things, right? You can cut carbs, you can run, you can walk, you can do CrossFit, yoga, swim, all those activities will lead to losing weight, but sometimes we need someone to hold us accountable to say, you know what, try this first, right? Master that, now move on to this. And I think having that at a very early uh, part of your career will catapult you and 10X you in a shorter amount of time. That's great. All, all excellent suggestions. And you know, I first came to this business in 1983. Most of you probably were not born then. But you know, the foundational pieces that each of these guys spoke about, as well as what Kevin said, is true. It was just as true then as it is today. And this needs to be the foundation of everything you do with this business. Because it is a relationship business. Let's face it, whether you're in commercial or residential or property management or some variation thereof, it is absolutely all about relationships. Um, so let's turn for a moment from relationships and talk about systems and platforms. Tommy, kick it off. What systems or platforms have you used that consistently produce results for you? You know, um, projecting what Kevin said earlier, that's been my whole path and our team's path to success is, you know, 
uh, relationship driven. That's you know, and lead generation. I know Kevin was talking about online lead generation. I agree with him, right? I, you can make that investment, and and as long as you have the systems and follow-ups, yeah, you can be successful at that. Um, you know, Matt Lairs, he's a really great example of that. You know, he really start jumpstart his career with Zillow. Um, however, for us, it's relationship driven. The systems I'd say we put into place more so going back to is we have standards, right? I think the most important thing too is a lot of people, they confuse standard, having standards with goals. Your standards are not your goals. Your standards are the bare minimum that you hold yourself to, right? And then that launches you into achieving your goals. So I think the biggest system we have in place is holding ourselves to standards and having standards, right? For us, we're very relationship driven and lead generation is a big thing for our team. So we measure ourselves on face-to-face um, -face activities, right? So we need to have five break breads a week. We need to have five coffees, face-to-faces a week, 10 handwritten's, right? Um, um, and uh, going to events, right? Being a part of groups like this. We like to get belly to belly. And mm -hmm. more importantly, after that, right? It's the follow-up systems after, you know, making sure you're staying on top of that and cultivating those relationships. Thank you, Greg. Um, so basically, uh, you know, the conversation in real estate is always like, what system are you using? Um, what, what, you know, how are you finding success? Um, where are you finding leads? Um, and, you know, to, to echo what, what Tommy is saying, you know, there's, you never want to be comfortable, right? So you always want to be outside of um, the norm of what people do, right? Everybody knows, go to this platform, pay this amount of money, and you should get an X amount of leads or whatever. So. And that's always going to be a race for who can spend the most money and, and get after it. But the thing that will never change, and I keep saying this, is that real estate is the contact sport. And that means real unique conversations. And you have to do the stuff that most people don't want to do, right? And I can, tell, I can tell people, I can tell my agents that I just call people. I just, every single day, I try to call X amount of people, which is between 20 to 30 people, every single day and just have that relationship with them and you spend two to three hours every single day, you will not fail. But everybody wants, what is that easiest platform? Everybody's looking for the next thing. That has to be something easier. You know, um, like Carrie said, you know, the industry's changed a lot and it keeps changing every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and there's always, this is the easiest way to get a, a hold of clients. But the most uncomfortable things are the what's gonna always work. And that is the phone calls, the relationships, the meetings, are the things that take time, the things that are people are gonna remember you by. Um, and you know, we use Top Producer for as an example at Vesta, um, but what we found is that any system is as good as its, as its user, right? So um, you have to constantly maintain it, and all I use it for is that ping of, hey, call this person today, mm -hmm. and I have my checklist. But people that don't use it, it's not that great. That's good. Yeah. So Kerry, what do you use, what systems? Well, it's, it's the same, really. I mean, we all have a CRM, we all have our database, and really the best thing is your voice. It's using that database and talking with people. But other systems that I use are yard signs, really. The more yard signs that I have around a neighborhood is my system, because that gets people to call me, it gets people to recognize my name. Also, a lot of people know that I do a ton of social media. That has become a very good system for me. It's not, I can't measure it from an ROI standpoint, but I measure it from an engagement standpoint. And I really try to make all of my social media very authentic and very in tune with my brand and who I am. And I do try to respond to a lot of my followers and I try to engage with their business because they're engaging back with mine. So 
once I have that relationship, that person does go into my database, but then again, it becomes my voice, like Kevin said, is liking them, responding to them, and then calling them, because that voice and that relationship will trump everything that you do. That's great. Can I add one more thing? You know, I think also, you know, obviously there's a common message here, right? It is, this relationship-driven business will never, that's how you say recession-proof, right? Lead generation through relationships. I think part of also what we're all saying here is a system, right? It's not necessarily can be something, a tech tool, right? That, that helps you out, but really is having something set in place, a plan. Take the guesswork out of it, right? And that all comes down to time blocking, right? There's, I think this misnomer about our industry saying like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want and you're your own boss, that's true. If you really want to elevate to the next level, it's doing the same things every day, right? It's, it's practicing that move a thousand times. And part of the thing, you know, I, I'll share one of my tips is that Sunday evenings, I, I time block two hours in the evening after the kids are asleep and that's when usually Tasha likes to watch uh, Real Housewives of whatever city and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my two hour, I do an ideation session, right? Where I'm working not in the business, I'm working on the business. It's thinking time. That's very important. Yeah. Spend time to think about your business. What is your next move? Business plans on things you want to execute and, and put into your business. But the one thing I also time block into that, it's a 15 minute dashboard time where I look at my following week. I look at my calendar, I look at everything that's in my calendar and I ask myself one question for each event, right? Is, does my calendar reflect the goals that I want to achieve? Right? And I look at each meeting, I say that. And if the answer is no, then I email Hannah, my executive assistant, and I have her switch that to a phone call, okay? And I'm sorry if one of, if we've ever had a meeting and switch to a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's true, you have, to, you have to protect your time. You don't get that back. The idea of time management, you can't manage time. Right, time will move on. It's not gonna say, hey Greg, you go do your thing and I'll just pause here, right? What you can manage are the activities you choose to do within the time. Right, so part of that is having that set structure of what you are gonna do. And then within that structure, you have all the flexibility in the world to create your own schedule, do whatever you choose to do with that. But I think that's a that's a good. system that yeah. we're all talking about. That's, that's excellent, thank you. Uh, so Greg, I'm gonna let you kick off. I think we have time for probably this last question and then we'll have to turn to um, uh, questions from the audience. But So the spring market is coming up yeah. and uh, what are three things that uh, the brokers and the audience can do to break into this new market? All right, so um, a, a very unique thing about um, the way that I started in this business and the way that we teach um, that not a lot of people go after, it's, it's the luxury rental market. Um, and if you have never been in real estate before, or you're just starting out, or you just want a fresh look and perspective into this business, um, it's that. Um, and Chicago, you know, and this is after 10 years, and knowing kind of nationwide statistics about this stuff, Chicago's probably the best place to be practicing rentals across the country, and you want to use that for your advantage. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a big and tall glass of water to, to, to start looking at because, I mean, 6,000 new apartments landed this year, there's gonna be like 6,000 last year, 8,000 next, so it's like, and before that, we already had a ton of buildings. So, so I, we have probably have about 100 buildings that you can service in the downtown area. Um, so, learn that product get the relationships with them, and start advertising in a way where people, because 
that, that's quick business, right? That's fast business. Um, and if you are doing things two to three hours every single day to try to obtain those leads, you get that, you can, you can start, we, we say you can usually do about one lease a week the first few months, um, moving that to two to three um, a week, and then within the first year, boom, you have about 60 to 80 clients that you then mine because you know when their leases are up, and we know that 25% of our renters are going to turn into home buyers every single year. And guess what? The average rental price here is about 2,200 a month. What does that equate to? About 350 to $400,000. We were the, and Matt Larry's is gonna yell at me, the number one independent home, uh, um, representative for home buyers last year. Um, Matt Larry did more than us, but I love the guy, but um, we, we yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love the rivalry, but, we did a lot of home buyers, first time home buyers in the city. We did like 130 last year, and that's how we did it. We just know when leases are gonna be up. We stayed in touch with them, and they can afford it because they're paying $2,300. And you say, hey, this is, it's gonna be less expensive for you to own a house, so let's go, let's go for it. That's great. Carrie, what three things would you recommend as for people prepare for the spring market? So I would say be where you want to be as far as in the market. So if you want to get into the luxury market, advertise in the luxury market. If you want to be in the West Loop and be the expert in the West Loop, go to the events there, be in the community meetings there. Um, you can't just advertise once in a community and expect people to come to you. You've got to focus on where you want to be in the market. And again, be that expert in that market. Study it, advertise, be present in the market and be the expert there. Great. And Tommy? Um, wow, this is all great advice. Um, what I'd say is, um, I'll, I'll turn it from a different standpoint, right? I'm going to always go back to lead generation. That's what basically Greg was talking about, what he's doing. It's a form of lead generation, right? And then you, you project that with knowledge, just like what Carrie was saying. So one thing I'll say, a, a, a tip is, and this is something I've used the last 11 years, when you are at you know, events where there's a large group of people and you're, you're networking. Um, first rule of thumb, if the word networking is in the title, don't go to that event. <laughs> Two, when you're there, right, there's so many, how often do we get the question from our friends, family, people that know you, how's the market, right? And how often do you hear other people say, busy, multiple offers, over asking price, right? That doesn't really give you a look under the hood. That's just saying, okay, you're busy, but what, what does that mean about the market? Have one statistic with you and armed and prepped to share that's gonna make you stick out as an expert, right? If someone, if Mo goes, hey, how's the market, Tommy, right? I'm mean, like, it's, it's really great. You know, last year, of all home purchasers in the Chicagoland area, 43% were under the age of 35. The millennials are really dominating this market. And then you just pause and zip it. And you see their brains start to come out of their nostrils because they're like, what does that mean, right? <laughs> and that's awesome because that's your follow-up. Because what happens is then you are like, dang, Tommy knows his stuff, right? And so that's the key. Learn one stat and it's so great because it's spoon-fed to us. Every month, Carr gives you an email with the fast stats, mm -hmm. right? They sum it up. Look at what inventory is. Explain why in our industry, we measure inventory month supply, right? Those little things will really make you stand out as an expert and prep you for that spring market, right? Because ultimately what I always say is this, if you find a way to solve people's problems, they will solve your problems, right? And part of their problems is wanting to know knowledge about the industry, how that's gonna affect them. You're supplying that data, they will solve your problems, become a client, give you referrals, right? Build that relationship with them. 
That's awesome. That's great. Um, we have time for maybe one, possibly two questions, and that's it. Does anybody have a question you want to ask one or all the panelists? Anybody have anything? Yeah, go ahead. For those who couldn't hear, she was asking about what's your breakthrough or aha moment. You must have studied the questions because that was one of the ones I, I was on here, but I didn't get to ask. So really quickly, everybody, aha breakthrough moment. Carrie, you want to start? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> so really, mine was understanding my purpose as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really sounds like a cheesy answer, but when we get up every day, we do this job, we're motivated, we're money driven, but really why do we wake up in the morning and why do we do what we do? So I really spent a lot of time figuring out who I am as a broker, why my, my clients should care, you know, that I'm there and helping them. And once I figured out my purpose, my why in life, that was kind of my breakthrough for me. Yeah, no, that, that's fantastic. I, I'd say mine was, um, it was the whole habit building thing. Um, the first six months of my career were not great. Um, it, it was um, really difficult. I came from Detroit. I didn't know anything about Chicago. Um, I, I, couldn't pay, I couldn't pay rent. It was, it was awful. Um, but within that, that, something happened in the six months that basically propelled me to, to next heights and levels is because I realized if you, if you're doing things that are comfortable, you're not gonna succeed. Mm -hmm. The moment that I started to do things that are uncomfortable to me, I don't like picking up the phone and calling people. It's weird, I don't, it's like, what am I gonna say to you? So I stopped, so I wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. But the moment that I started to do that, the uncomfortable started to become more comfortable. It became easier for me to have conversations with people. And I realized that people just gotta remember me that I do real estate. And then they're gonna, they, they like me enough that they're gonna refer me business, they're gonna come to me. So. Um, the moment that I realized get uncomfortable is probably mm -hmm. when um, my business started to blossom. Yeah, that's, um, and he has such an incredible come up journey, but that's the key, the come up, I think is what you're talking about. And for me, it was failure, right? Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the thing you have to understand is, right, whatever your definition of success, and maybe us, yeah. that you see us, you know, being successful, really the, there's, there's two differences, a gap, right? There's a knowledge gap, one. But that knowledge gap can be made up within a year, right? No offense to us, but this isn't rocket science or brain surgery, what we're doing, real estate, right? After a couple at-bats, right, and learning, this, you have the same amount of knowledge that we have, right? But the difference is experience, but really what experience means is failure. We've just failed way more times than you have. That's it. Right. And you just can't, and that was my big breakthrough. Is like I was not afraid to fail, to yeah. what Greg was saying, right? Something I say is convenience is built through inconveniences, right? You gotta get very inconvenient with yourself mm -hmm. and just be okay to fail. Because the key though is when you stop moving forward is when you fail and you retreat. Every time I fail, and it happens a lot, I learn from what just happened, what was the one piece that could avoid this, and I know never to make that mistake the second time, right? Just continue to fail forward, right? Move quick, act fast, 
Don't be focused with the results though. That, that'll come, right? Everyone, we're always so result driven, right? And we always want to see that because we're in such a transparent industry where I know how much he makes and she makes and whatnot. That doesn't move the needle for you. You stand in place. Just be focused on the activity. Get in that batter's box. Continue to see those pitches. And I promise you, you will get on base. But don't just, you gotta learn from those failures and don't be afraid to fail. That's it, that's it. From all you guys, that's absolutely awesome. Um, before I thank everybody and hand the mic around, I'm just gonna add one thing to that, to that uh, question. It's okay to be overwhelmed. You know, we, we are all have great shame over the fact that our lives get busy, life intrudes, and there's times when we, we just don't know what we're doing with ourselves. I mean, we feel completely overwhelmed. That's when you have to really develop your cohort of friends, family, your peers, that you could just go to and say, I, I just need something to help me get through the night or get through the day or get through the week or I just need to brainstorm something. You will be overwhelmed in this industry. It's normal. It's expected. Don't be scared of it. Go through it. Learn from it as you heard from everybody. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, know when your moment is there, when your passion is there, and you can do it. But just know, there are going to be times when it's dark at night, and and that's okay. All right, guys, that's okay. To that point, this yes. is my, I'll shut up after this. But oh, I'm he's lying. You know he's love. lying through his teeth. Go ahead. Yeah, show love and give a plug out to the YPN and Chicago okay. Association of okay. Realtors. Because here's the deal, yeah. right? What Ginger is saying, we, are in a, we, we work in a brutal industry. It's mentally and physically brutal yeah. and exhausting, right? One of my favorite scriptures from Proverbs, iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. This is what it's about. Come to these events, because the one common denominator, like I said, is the journey, right? We all had different journeys, like Greg coming from Detroit to get to the seats that we're sitting in, but at the end of the day, the more we share those journeys, what we learn is our struggles are very similar. And when we get together in a group and we stop looking at each other's competition, and it's sad, look at each other's community, that's when the magic happens, and that's when we don't feel overwhelmed, right? We start to see the results, right? And then we raise the bar in our standards as an industry and personally. So much love to the YPN and CAR, mm -hmm. we're so grateful, and thank yeah. you.